your intentions as clearly as you can, as powerfully as you can. Hover your awareness over the body. Be aware of the space. Be aware of what's Your senses are picking up, and within the environment itself, find and link yourself with whatever sense of tranquility you can sense in your environment. intention to the environment about what you're about to do and why you're doing it. And let your mind from this moment on consider that whatever it picks up from the environment, it is something to help it achieve tranquility, help it achieve its goal. attention to the body as a whole, <coughs> and find that same measure of tranquility in the general sense in the body. Now add the intention to deepen and enhance this sense of tranquility and bring your attention to the legs, holding on to your intentions holding on to your motivation, your determination, and be opened to the suggestions that will come from the body itself, the adjustments that you may need to make physically, energetically, or simply in terms of your attitude. Finding a palpable sense of tranquility with the legs themselves. Now move your attention to the arms, hands, elbows, and shoulders. And just stay there with them, holding strongly to your determination. 
holding on to the intention to have to experience a deeper, more enhanced sense of tranquility. Let the body guide you as to how to make adjustments with the arms and the hands. experiencing a palpable, stable sense of tranquility with the arms, the hands, elbows and shoulders. Move your attention, holding your determination, holding your intentions down to the torso and the back. And just sit there, allowing the body to guide you how best to adjust physically, energetically, attitude, in terms of your attitude, the torso and the back. Experiencing a palpable sense of ease now with the torso and the back. In addition to a physical sense of confidence, sense of stability. Then move your attention now to the head and neck. attention to the mouth, teeth, tongue and lips. <coughs> then the eyes.
And gently go to the breath. to keep the flow of your awareness and the breath unbroken. So your mind goes to the breath, stays on the breath without trying to force your mind to focus without trying to chase away distractions, without trying to control the breath. And stay on the breath in this way for 11 cycles.
mindful of the palpable sense of ease, the palpable sense of tranquility that is present in your mind. This tranquility being experienced within the body itself. The tranquility that is present in the breath. And a definite palpable sense of tranquility in the mind itself. of tranquility, bring your attention to the front of you, the space at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length or a prostration's distance from you. In that space, invoke the means through which you will without a doubt achieve the objective of your determination. with this presence, the meaning of this relationship,
holding on to the meaning of that relationship. Express your reverence, your gratitude, and place your trust and trust yourself in that presence. Feel the protection that is extended to you. Be open to the guidance that will help you achieve your highest aim.
weight and determination in your mind. Undertake what you need to undertake to fulfill your aim and to stay away from those behaviors that intuitively, intuitively you know by engaging them you're obstructing yourself from achieving the very aim, the very objective of your aspirations. So make a strong determination to stay away from these behaviors. Take refuge for strength, for guidance. strengthen your determination how does it affect the sense of tranquility is it enhancing it is it stable or is it degenerating
attention back to the breath. Be aware of the physicality of the breath, its, its weight, its temperature. And through that awareness, again, become aware of the body that is subject to gravity. them if you want, if you need. Okay, you're going to remember a couple of things. Remember that the qualities that are found within perfect enlightenment are not qualities that you're going to create. They are qualities that are, you could say, part of the uh, ultimate nature of the mind. But it doesn't mean that we are already enlightened. We have to become enlightened. Okay? All right. So holding that in mind, then the qualities that we experience that are unwanted qualities, what are what the, uh, the condition that is called samsara, uh, you cannot transform samsara. Sam the con the samsara is that condition, or you can call it, it's the result of uh, unskilled actions, unskillful actions, okay? So whenever you have unskillful actions, you will have samsara. If you do not have unskillful actions, then you, don't have, you, will, not ha you will not have a samsara to try to transform. The reason that I say samsara is not something for you to transform uh, sometimes, most of the time, we consider samsara to be the world that we lived in and, you know, the landscape is not so good, so let's try to change the landscape and we think we are changing samsara. Uh, the country where we live in is not so good, so we, let's change the country, let's go somewhere else, then we are changing samsara. That is nothing, has nothing to do with changing samsara. 
sam, samsa is whenever you act in an unskillful way, the result of that is samsara. So if you if you do not wish to experience samsara any, uh, anymore, then we have to stop engaging in unskillful actions. Okay, and that is not that is not in a sense changing samsara. That is taking samsara and making it not samsara. That would be that's the change I'm talking about. There's no way of taking an unskillful action and making its result not samsara. Okay, that's the that's what I'm pointing out to. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in whatever uh, difficulties you're, that you find yourself in. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in a, uh, in a, uh, in a condition of samsara. Okay? So don't approach the path as in you have, you're going to change samsara. Okay? You're going to change your existence. You're going to change how you experience your existence. Okay? Um, so that's something else to, to, to keep in mind. Uh, For now, uh, this condition of samsara that we're experiencing is when you uh, look at it from the perspective of the fundamental nature of a being, the samsara is, is, is called adventitious. Okay? It's not intrinsic to, to, your, to, the, to the nature of the being experiencing it. It is just some sort of happening. And the reason that it's capable to manifest, the reason that people, beings, are able to experience it, is, in, is because of a something, of the, uh, because of the, you could say, of the pure, free uh, condition or uh, nature of, of, of the essence of the being who is experiencing it. So, because we are free, fundamentally free, we are able to experience uh, something that is completely contrary, something, something that appears to be not even uh, something completely different from our, our funda fundamental nature. Okay, do you understand that part? It is the very reason that we are perfectly free in our deepest nature that is why we are able to experience samsara. Okay. If we were not able to experience samsara, we were not able to, whatever, whatever that condition would be, that would be uh, a, a condition that is, doesn't, that is not entirely free. Okay. Uh, so, these are the considerations to, to hold in mind. So you're going to hold these considerations in your mind as some sort of like a backdrop, something to fall into. When you find yourself, when you find your mind going to the habit of trying to create, okay, trying to create things, trying to create the enlightened state, trying to create the enlightened condition. So you have to sort of take the mind away from that engagement. Okay. Uh, the meditation that you're going to do, very, very, very simple. Uh, the, when you experience that the meditation is, is difficult, it's because the mind is, has gone back to the, its old habit of trying to make stuff up. Okay. Uh, 
you're going to consider your own present condition. Don't, uh, I'm not talking about consider your mind's ultimate nature and look at it. We, we, don't, we don't have that uh, uh, capacity right now. What, whatever we are experiencing, okay, our, as, as, uh, the way we are living right now, whatever uh, uh, limitations we are experiencing, whatever uh, difficulties we are experiencing, whatever joys we are experiencing, and the limitations of those joys, consider them. Look at them as they are being experienced. No need to extrapolate on them, no need to try to figure anything out about them. Just look at them. Okay. And then feel, uh, uh, experience the, uh, the natural reaction that you have towards this condition. Okay. Look in the mind to see what reaction the mind is having towards this condition. So, if you find yourself, uh, if, you, if you're looking at a condition where you want to no longer experience it, if you're looking at a condition that you find yourself that is fading away from you, that, but you would like it to continue. So this very condition of being uh, forced to experience something that you don't want to experience, and yet you're experiencing it anyway, or being forced to experience losing a condition, losing an experience that you wish to continue. Okay, this, it, this condition that encompasses both. And, and, and look at that and see how you are reacting towards that condition. And he said that if you just look at the world for, uh, I'm going back, uh, if you look at how you are experiencing your existence presently or how your world is presently, to, that's how it, uh, some, some, some phrase it. If you look at it realistically, then you will have the net, you will have the proper, uh, you will develop the proper relationship with it. You will, proper, you will develop the proper reaction towards it. The reaction will not be something that you have to make up. Okay? And that natural reaction towards looking at your condition as it is realistically is what is referred to as, well, I'm not going to say what the word is because we have already made up our minds as to what that word uh, what that word is supposed to signify and that's going to ruin everything okay so that natural emotion that natural reaction that you have towards it now you're going to extrapolate you're going to consider how others mm-hmm. are experiencing the same condition the same condition and you want to be able to arrive at that same reaction for them as you did for yourself when you were considering yourself in that situation. Don't let that reaction for them be an abstract. It would be nice if I, you know, if I could have that reaction for them. Or making believe that you have that reaction for them. In the same gut feeling that you have, you want to have the same gut feeling now when you when you're considering others in the same condition, and after you consider others in the same condition, then you consider others in similar conditions. Think of specific examples that you're going through, and think of specific examples that others may be going through that are similar to that to that to that, and let and you, as you are considering those different examples, the, the different conditions, 
you want to maintain, you want to be able to stay connected to that same gut reaction. Okay? And once that gut reaction is experienced, and yet your mind, even though you're looking at something that is very chaotic, and your mind is, uh, you're having that sort of reaction towards that chaos, look within the mind where there is a sense, that sense of tranquility that you experienced before. You're looking at that chaos, you're looking at your mind's reaction towards that chaos, and yet there is a sense of, there is, the perception is being done within a, 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 a a state of tranquility. Okay. And while you're in that experience in that tranquility and you're feeling this reaction, then you consider the fundamental nature of my I don't know what to call it, my essence, my being, my mind, the fundamental nature is completely opposite to this. It's not intrinsic, this condition is not intrinsic to it, this is uh, uh, advantageous. Uh, let the natural sense of tranquility be the, be the, uh, the backdrop, be the, uh, the experiential reason for you to be able to say that. Remember the tranquility that you started to experience, it wasn't something that you were put, putting together. We just quieting down, not doing anything, and then tranquility was a natural experience. And you were aware of how the tranquility was sort of deepening, how the clarity connected with this tranquility was, was expanding. You were sort of, that sort of gave you a, a sense of confidence that you were, if you continued to experience this, it would become a very overwhelming sense of experience where this tranquility will be all pervasive where this clarity will be uh, uh, complete and limitless. And then there will be other qualities associated with that. And that sort of tells you that, and you see how these qualities are sort of approaching the, what you might, what you might say is your, your spiritual aim, your spiritual uh, quest. And that, connects with the idea that those qualities, I don't have to create them. So that will give you the sense of confidence where that sort of quiet down the habit of the mind that feels the need to create those qualities. Okay. So it, it will, whatever sense of needing to create will sort of quiet down, with, will, will lose its momentum. And you'll be able to sink deeper and more profoundly into this natural purity. And as you reflect on this natural purity, not being stuck with those appearances, and that will give you such kind of confidence that you can become free of them. And then when you now consider how others are in the same situation, that they have the same <coughs> fundamental purity, and they are also experiencing these advantageous uh, uh, experiences, and now you have to create a determination. Be determined and feel the energy of that determination. Don't let it be just some vague feeling, okay, that, uh, that you know is going to die within the, as soon as you, you know, engage in, uh, start engaging in something else. You know, start preparing for your food, start preparing for your day, uh, and it is completely gone. 
but it's going to be a determination that's going to, going to inform everything that you're going to do. Everything that you were doing before is going to become something completely different. You're still going to be preparing your food, you're still going to be preparing for the day, but it's going to be informed, infused with that determination. Okay? It's not going to just go away. And what is that determination? I am determined to help those beings realize their full potential also. Realize that they can be free of these advantageous experiences. Okay. Now, what I just said sort of triggered in your mind, oh, he was talking about something that I heard before, but it was called, it had this fancy Sanskrit name. Okay. So there's no need to be going to fancy Sanskrit names, fancy Tibetan names. Okay. Uh, this path is not just for Tibetans, it's not just for Indians, it's not just for, it's for anyone who's a being. Okay? So, without the fancy names, see if you can have real experiences. Because sometimes when we hear the fancy name, we get stuck on the fanciness of the name. And then it, the looking at it as something fancy is just like you're getting something exotic, you know, it's something over there. Something, it, it, it prevents us from uh, de developing a real relationship with it, a real re experience of it, okay? Um. And when you finally just through these considerations, bringing these into your mind, not creating stuff, but looking at what, you, what experiences that you are having, have had, and you're able to extrapolate from this person's behavior, I think that person is in that condition also. And just thinking, just considering these things, considering the fundamental nature, considering these adventitious experiences, and and, and bringing to mind that someone else is experiencing this and looking for the actual emotional reaction towards it. And when you come up to a, a point where you feel that you want to get up and do something, not just, you know, you want to go and read something, not just to say, oh, now I am uh, as smart as Nagarjuna, okay? But you feel the need to do something. You actually feel physical energy prompting you to get up and go do something about it. Don't go get up and go do something, okay? Stay there with that energy. That will be your taste of that fancy name in that it's in, in, uh, in, in, in Sanskrit or in Tibetan, okay? And for that to remain in your mind, you just have to, con you just have to continue to do the same thing. Just have those considerations in your mind. Let them be towards actual experiences that you've had. You don't have to consider uh, realities that you've never experienced, that you may never experience to be able to have these experiences, to be able to have this uh, actual determination. I don't know if I'm being too... <laughs> vague by not mentioning those names. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So 
find your tranquility. And the reason for finding it is so that you, your mind can be convinced, ah, I'm, I, there's something that is naturally, that abides naturally, that I don't have to create. Your mind can connect it to the qualities that would be present in enlightenment. Okay? And then within that tranquility, and start the consideration. What are you experiencing as your life? There are things that you don't want and you're forced to have. There are things that you have that you would like to continue, but they're slipping away from you and you can't stand this condition. Right? And what, what is your natural reaction towards it? And then you extrapolate with others. And after, extrap and after having the same reaction for others as you do for yourself, then you try to come up with the determination and determine to do something about it. Okay? And then see if you come up with that same uh, that's something that you are determined to do something about. See if it when you look at it, if it falls under the definition of that fancy word. Okay. All right. Be ready. So go to the experience of the sense of ease, the sense of tranquility that you felt within the body, within the breath, and within the mind. <coughs> and don't let ego slow you down by deceiving you, saying, oh, rush, skip this. And you only end up, years later, not even getting to the first step. So, if the first step is not there, stay with it. So, you have a palpable sense of tranquility in the, in the body. A palpable sense of tranquility in the breath. palpable sense of tranquility in the mind. Stabilize it by observing five cycles of breath. Without losing that power. 
palpable sense of ease. Feel the presence of your infallible guide in front of you. direct our prayer or request to your infallible guide to come to the crown of your head now feel the presence now at the crown of your head quickly review what you are doing, why you are doing it. And beseech your infallible guide help you succeed in this endeavor. Through the beseeching, be aware of the power of your devotion, how it is enhancing the sense of tranquility. And whatever fears you may have that will obstruct you from really seeing your life as it is. Whatever hesitations you may have, opening yourself to others, to seeing others' conditions. Beg to be free of these. Beseech your guru, beseech your mind, beseech both.
presence into your heart center. Make sure you don't lose the sense of tranquility when you move from one consideration to the next. you are protected. You can allow yourself to see whatever you need to see. You can bring things up that are already in the surface of your mind, or you can let your mind bring things up and watch for the mind's natural reaction try to stay with that natural reaction. Then extrapolate for others, then the determination to do something, ultimately.
slight of a, an experience of determination you're experiencing. Hold on to it. And just feel the energy of that determination. Think of a person or a group of people somewhere who are deceived. That is, they're searching for peace and yet they are deceived that they have to harm someone, harm others in order to achieve that peace. Embrace him with your compassion. Let that compassion strengthen your determination. And whatever level of, of tranquility you're experiencing, let your compassion strengthen you and let it make you capable, able to offer and give this sense of tranquility to that one or to them so that they can be free of that delusion. Feeling the power, the merit of your this practice, make a dedication.
bring your attention back to the breath. Become aware of the physical breath again, breath that has weight, temperature. And while holding on to that awareness, become aware again of the body from the top of, starting with the top of your head, going all the way to the soles of your feet. Being aware of the body that occupies space, subject to gravity. not going to see you for quite some time, I think, because next weekend, Tutanjimba is in town and he's doing a retreat, I forgot where, but I'm going to be there, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find out, <laughs> and the following weekend, I'm going to be away doing my own retreat for two Fridays, okay. so I won't see you until four Fridays, <coughs> three Fridays. Yeah, on the, on the fourth Friday, I'll see you. <laughs> I hope it's not a situation. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for months. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cycle past it. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, and every time I give you a meditation, I say, no, it's, no that's the encouragement part of the meditation. No, this is the most wonderful thing. You don't need to do anything else. That's what everybody else says. But uh, if you're able to have the outcome of this meditation inform your life, then you don't have to worry about what list to look up as to what proper, what's the proper behavior supposed to be like. So let this inform you so you will know what the behavior is supposed to have. Okay? It will become more natural. You don't have to worry about, well, that's what they say, but I don't feel it. It will be more powerful that way. And one last thing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, to help whatever practice you're doing to gain momentum, to gain power, to be able to have realizations, you need to do things outside of the practice. It's either another kind of practice, or but instead of being another kind of practice in the sense of, you know, stand in front of an altar and do some sort of thing, I would prefer, when I wouldn't say I would prefer, that, and that, that, let, me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, my eye is still in there somewhere, I can't take it out. <laughs> uh, 
do something very meaningful. Something that you know as far as 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 far as as best as you can inform is is something that is motivated by your pure your purest uh, uh, motivation. Okay, so if you the practice that you can think of doing is you know give uh, you know ten cents or a donation to some a beggar on the street, you know infuse it with all the motivation that you can. Okay, don't. Not in a sense of oh I'm 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 collecting merit so I can do this and that, but really have a sense of real compassion for the person that you're that you're dealing with, have a real concern for their situation, and have a real concern for really alleviating the end their condition, and this whatever you're giving them, don't let it be don't no, don't let it be starting out with oh this is my scrap let let, let me get some big merit out of the scrap okay. But let it be, you know, this is what I can do for now. And I wish I can do more. And then I'm doing this out of real concern for this person. Okay? Let, let, let these be a real act, acts of, that, info, that will help your practice. Rather than, oof, I might be shot for this. <laughs> you know, buying a hundred bowls and then filling them with water in front of the altar. And becoming bored while you're doing it, okay? Uh, uh, I'm sure if you were a Buddha and you're looking at a, a, a being, one who is give, helping another sentient beings out of real compassion, and someone else thinking, "Well, let me get collect some merit by pouring some water on this on this on this table," I'm sure you will be more pleased with this person who's acting towards another sentient being rather than. Having developing a relationship with balls, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> don't shoot me <laughs> saying that. If that's what you're doing, you know, no. <laughs> uh, to you. <laughs> but uh, I mean, okay, that's it. <laughs> I want to be shot more than once. <laughs> okay. Thank you. When we shoot you, we'll shoot you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.